Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Final score earlier today in Baton Rouge and Death Valley, it was the Florida Gators 16 and the LSU Tigers 10. Give us your good, bad, and ugly. How does this weigh in on LSU's coaching search. You think LSU uh, has who they want in mind? Do they look at Coach O's whole body of work? You think it came down to today? He had everything in front of him. If he would have won today, albeit they would have won by one point instead of the 14 that the spread had, and beaten A&M, would that have given him the job? Or do you say, I think they have to look at his whole body of work, just like they would do any coach, not just a game. Ogeron, as a head coach, was 6-2 and two in his eight games at USC. And uh, if he happens to win next week at A&M, he would finish 5-2 and two with LSU in his seven games. So that would be 11-4 and four in his 15 games as an interim coach at two prestigious universities from a football program standpoint, USC and LSU. You like where the program went this year from where it ended a year ago to where it was on September 25th when Les Miles was fired to where they are now. 504-260-1870. You can text us at 870 Mike Scarborough, TigerBay.com will join us in about 10, 15 minutes here to give us uh, what recruits were on campus today, who LSU tries to close with, and his take on the coaching search. To the phones we go to Glenn on line one. Glenn, good evening. Thank you for calling WWL. How you doing, Deke? Yes, sir. How are you, Glenn? I'm good. I'm good. I was calling uh, a guy I called earlier. was talking about the clock management. Uh-huh. And I disagree. I, I get why they didn't uh, They let the time run off because you're in the red zone to start it out. You don't want to get a team, uh, score quick, get a team opportunity to come back in and, and drive down the field with three timeouts. Right. So that was the reason why why they did that. They wanted to let the, the, the clock run down. I think the guy was listening more or less to the commentator on the TV because the commentator was saying that, saying it's valuable time. Yeah. You know, Brent Musburger. He, Brent Musburger gets to be a little sensationalizing at times. And, no, I, yeah, and look, and that, look you, you know, that could have been – that could have been their mindset 
all along to where it's, look, we want to take this thing down the field. We don't want to get ourselves in a panic and a rush. We feel like we got time. We're going to press the guys when it's time for them to have more of a sense of urgency. And that, that seemingly that was their game plan, and they had to work to perfection except they didn't score because they would have scored, and basically that would have been the end of the game, just like when they didn't score was the end of the game. However, right. on the flip side, when you don't, when, when you don't execute, Glenn, as you well know, in anything, people are going to question it. And because it didn't go down the field and worked out perfectly, then it's right. like, well, you should have had more of a sense of urgency. You could have ran more plays and so forth. Look, they they had enough plays run. They ran enough plays, and they yeah, just didn't, you, they didn't execute the plays. You, you're figuring from the 18-yard line, and, and then when they get closer, that's when they had the – when they ran off the 45 seconds of uh, once after he made the catch and it got close. I mean, you're in the red zone. You have two timeouts. They have all three of their timeouts. So if we had a score with a minute and 47 seconds left, then they still have three timeouts in time to get all the way down the field if, you know, if we were to score. I mean, right. granted, he went the wrong way on the toss, you know. But outside of that, I, I, I understand totally why Coach uh, – did the, the clock uh, management that way. It was total opposite from Les Miles. So, you know, they, they can't right. say that. You so, know. Glenn, what do, you, what, do you think, what do you think about the program? Do, do, you, you, you like Coach O? Do you think they should look elsewhere? What's your take? I like Coach O. Um, I think he did a wonderful job with the team. Uh, you know, you got to take in mind you, you were out. You didn't have your, your starting running back, your key factor which played a, a big role in the game plan as well, I'm, I'm uh, presuming. But I, overall, I think he did a good job. I think he deserves another chance, uh, you know, to, to, to get that head coaching uh, job. So, Glenn, do you, you think Thursday night's game against A&M, it's, it's got some meaning to it? Uh, yeah. I mean, granted, if they lose, there's it's no way they're going <laughs> to – no way they're going to uh, – Given the job, you can kind of bet your bottom down. But I think right now it's a toss-up. And also I think they probably have someone in mind already, a couple coaches. And so you have to wait in the game, you know, wait in the game to see if, you know, if they're going to be available, you know, if they have uh, other coaches that, that's in mind ahead of him. Presumably everyone says that Jimbo Fisher, you know, you know that that's what everyone would think. You know they have their eyes on. So, you know if he's available, he probably would get the job. <laughs> if he I got to you. It. I got you, but my yeah. man. Well, look, we we appreciate you calling the show this evening. You take care and have a good Thanksgiving. All right, thanks, D. All right, thank you so much. Two six zero one eight seventy. You can text us at eight seventy eight seventy. LSU falls to Florida by a score of sixteen to ten. And the Tigers up next, they will take on the Texas A&M Aggies, and that is coming up on Thursday evening on WWL Radio. We will join the LSU Sports Network at 4.30. T-Bob and I come on at 1, 1 p.m. from 1 until 4.30. Guess I better eat light. You know, sometimes at, on Thanksgiving, it's like you got to have a nap. You know, that the only thing to make that food go away. Was that the day? Yeah, oh man, for sure. You gotta, you gotta, gotta do something. Get to the couch or something because man, whoo, you don't want to get weighted down too much. So I'm just gonna have a little light snack on Thursday, and then after the show, I'll be uh, 
tanking up a little bit, so to speak. Let's go to, let's see, Brother Dave, tell me, let's go to Jacques on line two. Jacques, thank you for calling WWL. Hi, Deke. You're the only thing that keeps me connected back home, listening to you. So, Well, Jacques, thank, thank you so much, my man. How are you? Well, you know, I'm fine, but this is my take on the whole thing, okay? Okay. okay. Put everything aside. Put everything aside. I think they should give the job to Coach O. The man went 6-2 and two in his interim role at Southern Cal, which was a difficult situation. He, yeah. he's, he's winning here at LSU, a difficult situation. And guess what? It's not, it's not the coaches. The coaches have, have taken what they got to work with. You can't expect Ingeminger to put a whole offense in midseason. He has to right. play with what he has, you know. And mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, it came, if you told me that LSU had a chance to win this game, two shots to go one yard, after all, you know, no matter what mistakes they've made, what are two shots to go one yard to win the game at home against Florida, that offensive line must feel bad right now. So I, I, it was left up to me. I, I think Coach Ode deserves a shot. I mean, the man went 6-2 and two at Southern County. He went, I mean, he's learned his lesson. He's going to get a shot somewhere, so we may as well keep him here. If we keep him, the ideal situation would be for Nick Saban to get mad at Lane Kiffin and he leaves Alabama and comes here and becomes the offensive coordinator with, with Coach Joe because they're good friends. But that's my that's what I would think. But as well, far as I'm concerned. And, and let me tell you this, Jacques, if you if you go back and you look, you can search Coach O and you know, everybody's kinda got a tree. But you can if you just go back to when Coach O was at uh let's just say go back not as far as Cuse, but let's go back to when he was at S C the first time in the late nineties when Paul Hackett was there. I mean he's he you look at the guys he's associated with, he's been associated with some phenomenal offensive minds that were that at some point in time they were assistants then but then they became quarterback coaches and offensive coordinators and some of them are, are the best in college football today so it would be hard for me to believe that you know this is the offense that coach O wants to run because I think he knows moving forward now uh, you know that how how much more you give your defense a better chance in games if you are more balanced offensively and you're not off balance like LSU has been so defensively lean toward the last few years under Coach Miles and relying on that defense and running the football and so forth. So to put it to you this way, he's got enough skins on the wall and he knows enough people where if he were the guy, I'd have confidence that he, he would bring in a good offensive coordinator because I could just there, – there are several names you could just toss out there off the top that he's been associated with that's some of the best coordinators in the game today. So, But, you know, hey, I don't want to get ahead of myself. We'll have to wait and see. And uh, it, it's going to be interesting, though. There's no doubt about it. The next, uh, well, you know, 72, 96 hours, so, you know, about a week or so, we're going to be really interested to see what LSU does. Well, I think he should get the chance. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, the man's proven to me. I think he's learned a lot. Like you said, he can, he can bring somebody in here. But today was all on the players. I mean, the players had a chance to get it done, and they didn't get yeah. it done. Nothing. I thought, Florida, I thought Florida wanted it more, Jacques. That's just They me. wanted it more. But yeah. anyway, nice talking to you. You have a good Thanksgiving. And, uh, okay, I'll you too, listening. Jacques. Yes, sir. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, sir. We appreciate it. Wes on line four. Wes, thank you for calling WWL. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Can I take ten seconds to say something personal, not political? You, you don't. You don't. You don't. You go right ahead. It's to my mother and father. Go right my ahead. My mother, V and SJ, brought me some gumbo today. I'm 63 years old, so that would tell you how old they are. And I grew up idolizing LSU because of my father. And I'm telling you, for my parents to bring me gumbo. On today, it was just amazing. Now, I just want to let them know how much I love them. And okay, very good. that's pretty much. And you know, gumbo. 
five in the morning. You know the whole deal. It's a real deal. Okay, let's get back to football. I love Coach O. I would hope he would be a part of the program, but there's no way I would give him this job. No way. After seeing Tom Herman dismantle Louisville, he would be my number one, but I've questioned coach on the board. Jimbo Fisher, not interested in. I don't think he's going to bring much to the table. But after today, as a two-touchdown underdog, even Charlie McClendon, when they fired him. So what, where, 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 I, where I'm confused is you're going to hire Tom Herman after what you saw in one game, and you're not going to hire Ed Ogeron after what you saw just on one game. No. My point well, that's, is. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's what you just said. Well, can I finish it? I'll, yeah. I'll tell you. But you can finish it, but that's what you just said. After watching Charlie McClendon get fired, he didn't lose one game. No, 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 bro, no, don't, don't crawfish. Go back. I'm talking about what you said about Tom Herman. After what you saw about Tom Herman with Louisville, you'd give him the job. That's exactly what you just said. Without question. Okay. So Without one game. question, to destroy a top five or four team. Right. Well, what about, what about when they got their ass kicked by SMU and Navy? Guess what? That was when the rumors were being floated. He would be in that Oh, okay. yeah, we, we can dispute it. But you, Coach O, I would hope he would be a part of the program. I love him. I love the coach. I love Coach uh, Aranda. I don't know who no the coach is going to be. I'm just, I'm just questioning your method. That's all. Well, well, you can question it all you want. I love the coach of Washington. We'll never get him. But Jimbo Fisher, I just soon keep what we got. Jimbo Fisher's not going to bring anything new to the table. Can we agree on that? Uh, I don't see Jimbo don't... Fisher as being a, a, a big improvement. But He's a national you don't championship know. winning coach. Well, I don't know. With all, I respect you so much. But after going in the red zone, you can't even kick field goals and whatever. I guess it's just when you're a two-touchdown favorite and lose, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, you Tom know, Herman, Houston, Houston was a four-touchdown. But but but, 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 my man, Houston was a four-touchdown favorite over Southern Methodist. And it got beat because you know what the rumors at that time. The rumors, okay. Well, the, you, don't you don't you see the point I'm making, my man? It don't have nothing to do with it. Always wrong coaching. You make an excuse for the guy you want, and you're not making an excuse for the guy you don't want. That's my premise. I'm talking to you about. You're contradicting you yourself, but that's all right. I'm glad you got on the show. I'm glad you were able to call in. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We got to get a recruiting update. That's all I was trying to do. Is just trying to make sense. My point is, you want to hire somebody because Houston beat Louisville to death the other night. And you don't want to hire somebody because they were a two-touchdown underdog and they got beat at home. But the other coach that you want to hire was a four-touchdown favorite over a team that wasn't even ranked on the stratosphere, but uh, they got beat that day. But Oh, but that was because of rumors. Ah, yeah. If ifs and buts was candy and nuts, we'd all have a you're nuts is what I'm saying. You're nuts. You got to think clearly. Don't think like you're nuts. Think like you're clear-minded. Don't contradict yourself. It's all right. It's all right. But you can't say this. And then say that, and all of us expect to believe. Wait a minute. What did you just say? All right. Mike Scarborough tells us who was on campus today in the form of recruits. And where do the recruits hang in the balance with a possible new head coach coming in here? That's certainly to the top of the list of what's most important about the program moving forward, the recruits. 
This is the point after, and that's Florida beating LSU today 16-10. This is WWL. Mike Scarborough, www.tigerbait.com, joins us now. Florida 16, LSU 10. Mike, uh, what does this loss uh, mean to the program? Uh, it, to me, I, I think if Joe Lee's mindset was all along, you know, he's going to get the guy he wants and so forth. I don't know how much these last two games meant for Coach Ogeron, or did they mean a lot for Coach Ogeron? You know, it could very well be once we see who the, the the new coach is that will say, you know, it was this guy's job all along and, and uh-huh. whatever Orgeron did didn't matter. Or, you know, I, I think we'll be filling in, 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 the, in the blanks in, 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 you know, in a couple of – a week and a half. But um, uh, it, 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 it's a tough loss, certainly a tough loss for, for Coach Orgeron and – Assistant coaches, uh, support personnel in the building. Certainly, when you're for the program to go from a Sugar Bowl possibility, um, you know, now to the middle of the 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 same you know set of bowls that LSU's been going to for the last handful of years, you know, um, and I don't know if they rotate into a Tax Slayer or a Belk um, since they've been to the Texas Music City and Outback the last three. Um, but you know, uh, it'll depend on uh, what happens on Thanksgiving. But um, uh, you know, all eyes now are on Jimbo Fisher, and if something, uh, if he were to turn it down and him not be the guy, then who would it be from there? Is is where it really gets interesting. Mike, who? That that's what I want to ask you. Who? Who else would it be? I mean, it can't be Fedora and Holgerson, can it? I mean, I, I I just don't know. I mean, maybe it could be, but. I mean, to me, those guys would have to blow you away in the interview process or something. They would have to be like, you know, oh, I didn't realize he was a Rhodes Scholar from Oxford. I mean, he's really that good. Is, 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 is there somebody else out there that we just could be all missing on? I mean, is there is it, is it a Gary Patterson? Is it, um, you know, we had gotten uh, some people early on, right after Miles got fired, and we put together our hot board, and we're reaching out to people, and I, I know that there was, uh, some thoughts there that uh, Gary Patterson would be interested in the LSU job. In fact, we were told that uh, that might have been the case last year uh, had it opened up uh, for, for Miles. Um, but, um, boy, it, 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 you know, unless there's some NFL people that we're unaware of who've, who've reached out to Oliva uh, that we're unaware of, it, it sure seems like everything is, is in the uh, Jimbo Fisher's, uh, you know, it's his job to turn down. To the phones we go. Uh, let's go to Ted on line three. Ted, thank you for calling WWL. Hey, how you doing, D? Good, sir. Hey, uh, let me ask you this question. Um, you were touching. You were touching on um, Ed Ogeron's uh, record at both USC and now at LSU as an interim. But my question is, uh, given what this coaching record was at Ole Miss, do you think that there's probably trepidation? For LSU hiring him? I think they look at the whole body of work. Absolutely, they look at the whole body of work. Okay. And then also, too, I agree with the previous caller about, you know, involving Ed Ogeron onto the staff because, you know, he recruited a lot of those guys at USC and Yeah, Miami. but he's that dude that, y'all, y'all are, no disrespect, but I mean, you're smoking rope, though, if you think that man's going to stay under a, a different head coach. He's not going to do that. He didn't do that at USC, and he, he didn't do that at USC. Why would he do that here? 
I mean, I'm not really. I mean, it just it, all it is, all it is, it is, it is what it is. I mean, he, you know, he, he wanted the USC job. He went six and two through eight games. They passed over him, and he resigned. I mean, I can't see him, you know, staying here uh, if he's not the head coach. Uh, you know, I, I, I uh, on that point, I, I felt once he was named interim coach that regardless of what happens, Coach Orgeron it comes out a winner. Um, whether he gets to stay at LSU, and I know Coach uh, Joe Oliva has told him that he was going to uh, compensate him handsomely for the for the for the job that he's done as the interim coach. Um, you know, he makes a, a very nice salary at LSU, and uh, you know, you know, let's say hypothetically it is Jimbo Fisher, and you know, you've got uh, Dave Arando who signed a three-year guaranteed contract. Um, right. You, you got to think that Joe Oliva has. Uh, you know, would say of his desire, you know, look, we've got this guy, Aranda, uh, we, he's got two years left on a three-year deal, uh, a three-year $3.75 million contract. You know, there, there's, you know, money there that, that they wouldn't have to pay. Um, and then, you know, if Orgeron wanted to stay. Um, but, look, I, I, I think Ed Orgeron's going to be appetizing to some other schools to be a head coach um, if he wants that opportunity. I, I don't know uh, if he's gotten any looks in the last few years to be a head coach, but it's it's like a lot of LSU assistants that were each, you know, January looking around, seeing uh, that they maybe wanted to go somewhere. But because LSU pays so well, even if they were offered head coaching jobs at some schools, their assistant salary at LSU pays more than getting a head job somewhere. Yeah, and I and I, I'm with you on that line, Mike. But you know, and, and depending on who it was, but a guy like Jimbo, I mean, I think it would be something that, like, you know, Joe would kind of like, you know, gently extend the olive branch. Look, this guy's here. But when when a guy like that's coming, and look, hey, hardware carries weight. It's it's, it's heavy. And he's got titles, and he's he got a good track record at LSU. Whoever Jimbo Fisher wants in a certain position, and I'm talking, like you said, Mike, I'm talking about from the, the weight room guy to the crimp, he's going to put in there who he wants in there. And he's just that type. And I'm not saying he's that type of coach, but he's earned that right to do that. Right. And, look, there's a lot of great people, a lot of very good football coaches on this current LSU staff. And then be, and the people that a lot of LSU fans don't know about uh, that work in the building that have been in the football program for years. Right. Um, but you can make a strong argument that a, a strong coach like a Jimbo Fisher needs to come in and – He wants to wipe the slate clean. Wipe the slate clean and rebuild it. And it, it's not just that brutal football schedule next year. But when you go depth chart and you go position by position and you look at this LSU football team, you look at it today. You, you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see that you've got deficiencies on the offensive line. Uh, you've you still got a number of problems at linebacker. Danny Etling's going to be your quarter, starting quarterback next year. There's no way a true freshman is going to come in and beat him out, regardless of how uh, highly rated they are coming out of high school. Um, Fournette's not going to be there. You've got a wide receiving core who still haven't found their way. And now that they've had, you know, a new wide receivers coach every year, um, you've just you've got a lot of things that um, the, a new coach is going to have to get done. And 
And if if, if Joe Lee was able to announce the, and introduce the new coach uh, the Monday or Tuesday after Thanksgiving, and they get the whole month of December and January to recruit, um, and then you, you you get that kind of bounce too, just from naming a new coach and kind of a bring back the magic tour that you get to have in the spring. Um, the, the excitement that you get in the program. Um, but but if you think that you're going to hire a national championship coach in Jimbo Fisher and he's going to come in here next year and compete for the SEC title, um, I, 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 there, to me there's too many missing pieces and, and a lot of work that has to get done. I think that they're a few years away now. That, that, that's why we were saying all offseason, Deke. If you don't beat Alabama this year, what year are you going to get, beat them? Because you, you could see how the roster was setting up and also looking at future schedules. Greg, on line seven. Greg, good evening. Thank you for calling WWL. Hey, Deke. Man, uh, Scarborough, I really uh, respect your opinion. And I, and I agree with what you said about the new coach coming in and uh, having some walls, well, he, walls to, to climb. And here's the deal. If you don't hire Coach O, he's going to Alabama. And LSU is about six or seven years from even being a memory. Wait, because wait, why you, who, who, how, who you, what do you mean he's going to Alabama? Because if he doesn't get hired here, he's going to leave. He's gonna okay, leave. well, then I think, I, and I think, I think there's no question about that. But who? who, who well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I, you, where you get Alabama Carl. from? Let Nick Saban's going to fire Carl Dunbar. Let me answer your question. Who? Okay. Is one of the, he, he is. He is the best recruiter. And the of southern states, and maybe even in, in the country. Okay, Greg, uh, Greg, Greg. Do you know who's hey, had Greg, the number hey, one recruit? Greg, you know who's had the number one recruit in, class the last seven years? Greg, do you have? Hey, you, can I, can I, can I, let, me, let me let me answer that question. Greg, do you have the yeah, name answer. The I'll answer it for you. Alabama. Greg, he's not the best recruiter in the south. What? I said yes, I do. Alabama has because they they have Nick Saban and they beat LSU every year. If I had to go against Miles, I could recruit a pretty darn good. No, you, you're saying that Ed Orgeron's going to clean LSU out if he goes somewhere. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's maybe, not maybe, okay, maybe oh, well, that's not going to happen. He's going to he's going to he's going to prevent a lot of in-state talent coming to LSU. And then, um, and, and that's that's and that's that's a pretty good statement because of the fact that he he he's, he's one of the best. He's a homer, and that's why he he's. I'm a I'm a big O fan today. Dude, and, then, dude and look, Greg, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with being an O fan, but you're doing yeah. Coach O a disservice right now because you don't know what the hell you're talking. Hey, Greg, about. Look, look, Greg. I think I think you. No, I, no he he's gone deep because deep I, I didn't I didn't want him to hang himself anymore. My point is is that look, Coach O don't need anybody to take up for him. But if you want to call call it like you want to see it, when you're already number one, who are you going to bring somebody in that's going to make you more than number one? Yeah, Deke, my, my, Al- my, Alabama, Al- Nick, Nick, say, Nick, let me just put this to you. Forbes, Forbes, he's the 11th most powerful man according to Forbes in the world. The world. I'm not talking about football in the world. Nick Saban is. He don't need nobody to help him get nobody. Okay. That's yeah. that. Leave him in Tuscaloosa. Leave Alabama over there with that big elephant and worry about Baton Rouge. Yeah. And he don't uh, need and, nobody and to go way, over there and make him, oh, he's going to get – he's already getting them. Yeah, and, and, and look, uh, Dick, uh, Ed Orgeron and, and Frank Wilson, the two greatest recruiters in LSU history, if you listen to everybody, were both on the same staff at Ole Miss. And the only guy that they got from Louisiana uh, was Kentrell Lockett, who LSU didn't offer. 
Yeah, to say to say LSU is not going to okay. Get, uh, it, 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 uh, they made it interesting for Keelan Williams on National right. Signing Day, right? Cause and I, I and I'll ask people, and, and, it, and it's LSU's not. I'm not getting after be. Ed Orgeron, Deke, but right. I keep oh, no, asking I people who who would who is who wouldn't have LSU have signed in the last two years had Ed Orgeron not been on the staff at LSU. Two six zero one eight seventy. You can text us at eight seventy eight seventy. Let's go to Mike online too. Mike, good evening. Thank you for calling WWL. Hey, Dave. Good evening. Yes, sir. What a what a game, huh? What a heartbreaker. Yeah, yeah. that was that's that's a heartbreaker there, Mike. And you know the thing at the end is that uh, you know it, it, the one word execution. If if you execute that last play right, if if and I, I don't want to come down on nobody, but you know that's why you know you, you hear people talk about Bill Belichick and they say well he never shows no emotion. Whatever. You know why he never shows any emotion or anything? Because he wants to portray and he wants his team to follow him. Don't get involved. Don't let all the other distractions. Guys is back there going up to the line or, or whatever in front of behind the fullback, kind of bouncing around. And you know what he does? He goes the wrong freaking way. Right. Focus, focus on the ball game, execute, get the hell out of there, score the touchdown, and keep your Sugar Bowl berth alive. They didn't execute. And at the end of the game, Florida did. And look, in deep, Florida is not a good football team. I mean, no. where are the athletes? How, I mean, how many years have we gone now where we've seen a Florida football team so devoid of athletes? I mean, I mean you well, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize – can you until they talk to until I talked to the Florida beat writer today, I didn't realize they had they had lost out on so many in-state Florida players because I I don't really keep up with Florida recruiting other than when we reported on signing day, but I didn't realize they had lost out on so many in-state uh, Florida recruits to Miami and and Florida State. I mean, I could understand Florida State, but I didn't I didn't realize they had lost out on so many in-state recruits. Well, it, 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 I wanna, and that's my point, hey. D. How, how long yeah. has it been since they since they've had a a, a, a skill player, a wide receiver, a Percy Harvin type that everybody in America knew his name. You yeah, can't go. name their top th- two wide receivers right now. Uh, Mike on line two. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Hey, you know what I think? I think, number one, Florida wanted it more than LSU. That's what it appeared. I, uh, I, I, I think that's a valid statement. I mean, we got a really experienced offensive line, and the push just wasn't there like it was in Arkansas. Why we would take 30 seconds to snap the ball, and they lost half that defensive line. They were playing a lot of freshmen at Southmore. Uh-huh. Why weren't we hurrying up, getting them tired, wearing them out, and putting points on the board? I have no idea. I mean, I went to the game. Every time after play, Eklund had to go to the sideline, get, get the play from, from Ogeron. <clears throat> then walk back. I mean, you give this defensive line 30 seconds to rest up. Heck, you put nine people in the box. You ain't, you know, you can stop anybody. You know, you can stop the greatest running back in the world. The thing is, they should not have let them rest. They should have kept pounded and pounded, and they would have broke through. And I blame Mike. that. I blame that on on the coaching staff, whether it be Ogeron or Entzinger, whoever was calling the plays. If they would have played. Beat up all, they would have definitely crushed them. Not only beat them, but crushed them. And I think Etling had a really good game. Uh, he had some drive passes, and yeah. I look forward to the future. 
for Atlanta. I think he's going to be a, a pretty good quarterback next he, year. You know what, Mike? He there, There's only been one time this year that you can say in the games since he's been there that he hadn't taken a step forward. He may, may have, you know, stayed the same. He didn't regress, but didn't take a step forward. Hang tight. Mike Scarborough is going to let us know what recruits were on campus today that LSU really needs to close with. And we'll get to Mike, uh, Matt, Jason, Patrick, Nick, and Fred. LSU falls to Florida 16-10. to 10. Up next is Texas A&M Thursday night here on WWL. Well, the Tom Herman sweepstakes uh, probably won't leave the state of Texas. Today, perhaps the most embarrassing loss in the Charlie Strong era is that today the University of Texas lost to Kansas, and that may seal the fate. Seemingly, Charlie Strong had kind of righted things for a little bit, not playing bad against Oklahoma. He did beat uh, Baylor earlier and uh, did some good things, uh, you know, down the stretch and has TCU next weekend. But the loss to Kansas probably sealing his fate. And now you have to wonder, Mike, will A&M boosters stand up and say, look, if we don't get in the sweepstakes for this guy, we might lose the LSU. Now Kevin Sumlin for the fourth year in a row down the stretch is going to start either 5 or 6-0 and and finish with four or five losses on the back six. Uh, what do we do? So the two top programs in the state of Texas, uh, flagship-wise, obviously UT and A&M, uh, they've got their own question marks, and they're big ones. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, uh, uh, Tom Herman, uh, he's about to get paid uh, very, very uh, handsomely because he's the guy that both their fan bases uh, covet. But like we were talking about in the, in the pregame, you know, once you get beyond uh, – you know, the guys that we've been talking about associated with LSU and the, and the top two being Fisher and Herman, uh, there's really not a whole lot out there once you get beyond those two guys. And, I mean, and that's why you, you look at Florida and, you know, while they beat LSU today, when they've gone out and had a search, they've gotten Muschamp and, and, and McIlwain. And, you know, that's arguably one of the top three or four jobs in the, in, in the country. Matt on line one. Matt, good evening. Thank you for calling WWL. Hey, guys, how are y'all this evening? Great. Good, sir. How are you? I thank you for taking my call. Hey, I hope you give me a few minutes. You know, when it comes to the Coach O situation, I really don't know how I feel about it. I, I could go either way. I will say this. What happened today and what's going to happen Thursday I think was irrelevant. I think if Jimbo Fisher wants that football job, he's going to be the head coach at LSU. Um. I kind of blame a little bit of this year, you know, based on the debacle last year towards the end of the year. A lot of people say, you know, look, we had Fisher last year. We had him lined up. Whether that's true or not, I'm not in the know. You know, we kind of left the cat out of the bag, and we wound up getting stuck with Miles. But as far as today's game goes, what did LSU have, 350, 400 yards in offense? Yeah, two to one in offense. Yeah. They moved the ball today. The bottom line is they didn't put the big boy pants on in between the 20-yard line and inside the 20. If Florida wanted it more, if Florida beat them, Florida just whipped them. And Matt, just you, you just hit you, – you said a mouthful there. After that one trip where they go get seven down the stretch, they didn't cash in on the red zone trips anymore. Uh, before we get Mike's recruiting update, let's go to Nick on line five. Nick, thank you for calling WWL. What's happening, man? Nick, Hello. good How are you, talk sir? to you, man. Yes, sir. Look, uh – as far as coaching, I love Coach O, but uh, I don't hear enough about, and excuse my ignorance, but at Washington, what's his name? Oh, you're talking about Peterson. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's a West Coast guy, and, and he's not going to leave that uh, area of the country. 
So, you know, he that's out of the question. Yeah. So, you know. But well, I yeah, he would be on anybody's list if he were, if he were looking. If he uh, took Boise State from where they were, nobody yeah. knew about him, and he had the talent at LSU, how come that could not be in the question? Well, he's got a proven – let me tell you something, Nick. Of those guys mentioned, and even Herman, he's got more of a proven track record because there's a bigger sample size. If you're looking for guys most recently that don't have a small sample size, uh, McIntyre, obviously at Colorado, who's doing extremely well, uh, Fleck at uh, Western Michigan, who, who's, you know, winning again. The That's where sports uh, – sports in a college game day was. So there's some ones that have a smaller sample size. But, yeah, Peterson, seemingly what everybody says, he and, and, and even Stanford's David Shaw, they're guys that want to – stay out west mike scarborough today was the last home game of the season what top flight recruits were on campus and what 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 does this coaching search how 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 do they need to hurry up and name a coach so they can try to move on some of these guys that they need to close with well it's big because you got the offensive lineman austin deculus there lsu's commitment certainly he's got lsu ties he's got family in louisiana but you you need to get a, a coach in place so you can hold on to the commitments that you've got like him and Miles Brennan, the quarterback from Mississippi, Lowell Narcisse, who in Narcisse went and visited Memphis officially last weekend. And LSU needs two quarterbacks in this class. So it's imperative that you get the new guy in and he, and he immediately hits the road uh, recruiting. Marvin Wilson, who uh, at one point it was, you know, LSU was considered the favorite, um, you know, made the visit uh, today with his mom. And number one, uh, arguably the number one uh, defensive tackle in the country from uh, Houston Episcopal. Um, You know, that's going to be a pretty big deal right there. But, you know, he's also got Texas. And if they uh, get rid of uh, Charlie Strong and Herman ends up being the guy, that's going to be a big feather in Texas's cap uh, to try and keep Marvin Wilson home uh, in the state of Texas. So, um, you know, Isaiah Bugs was there, the defensive end. Um, junior college guy that they highly covet, uh, gigantic defensive end, prepped it at Ruston. Um, just so, you know, those are some yeah. of the guys that you hope that My. finish out this class. Uh, once the new uh, new coach is installed. Check out all his great work, www.tigerbait.com. That's Mike Scarborough. Mike, things get interesting. We'll talk this week and Thursday night on game night. All right, Dick. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks so much to my main man, Dave Potter. I'm Dick Bellavere. Final score, Florida 16, LSU 10. Now I'm Dick Bellavere. And to the three lovely ladies in my life, Miss Jackie, Miss Emma, and Miss Allie, I love you all and see you soon. Good evening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.